Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational, brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Deborah Moore. And I'm Emily Hacken, and we are your hosts. Yay! <laughs> and today we have Akela, who is in my neighborhood. And so thank you so much for coming here. <laughs> but yeah, in my neighborhood in Taylorsville. So Akela Cox um, was born in Murray, Utah. Currently lives, like I said, in Taylorsville, Utah, or T-ville. And she is a young single adult. And <laughs> yeah, get that out there. You never exactly. I love it. I love it. I was a young single adult for a long, many, many moons. That's when I had the anyway, awesome adventures. <laughs> I was a young single adult for about a month. <laughs> If by single you mean not married. Exactly, not married. <laughs> and if, but if it meant like not even dating anyone, then that actually never happened to me. So <laughs> I went straight from dating to getting married, all that stuff. But anyway, occupation for Akela is she is the shift lead at Fizz Drinks, which is a fun place. My kids love going there. Coordinator at Utah Jazz Retail Team Store. Which is the basketball team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. in Utah. And a youth mentor at Oasis Accent. So, so tell us about this last one, the youth, um, a yeah, youth, youth mentor. mentor. What do you do? So I like I haven't officially started it yet, <laughs> but um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't officially start it, but um, I'm starting like Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is super exciting. Basically, it's like a residential home for uh, kids with like mental health mm-hmm. uh, struggles, and basically I just get to hang out with them and just be their friend. Very cool. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. I can't wait. <laughs> Yay. Oh, that will be awesome. By the time this episode goes out, you will already be working there. So. Exactly. So fun. Cool. Uh, and they will appreciate your energy. I can just tell. Like, yes. <laughs> Thank it's you. Good. It's very good to be good. Good, good energy. Day. Yes. All right. So a fun fact is that Akela is a student at SLCC, that's Salt Lake Community College here in Utah, and will eventually transfer to the University of Utah again, obviously in Utah, to study education and is hoping to become a high school teacher. What subject or subject? Definitely like either history or English. I love both of those. Either one, just not math. Just not math. I cannot (laughs) do that. (laughs) What got you excited about history and like, which like if you, yeah, like what was it? Did you have an inspired teacher or? Honestly, yeah. So my English teacher, best teacher in the entire world. I love her. She even got like national teacher of the year. Like wow. when I was her student, she was amazing. And she just kind of like inspired me to um, like just really like dive in deeper into like English. And I, I, I don't know, I just fell in love with the whole subject. I just loved it. And then with history, I just think history is super interesting. I like yeah. learning about it and I like finding out new things. And so I feel like teaching that would be really fun. Because mm-hmm. I, I get to learn oh, yeah. something new every yes. single time I teach it. So, oh, <laughs> you would be a fantastic teacher. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that definitely makes, makes sense. I, uh, I was always fascinated when people said they didn't like history. And I was like, 
what? How can you? <laughs> Why not? Like, there are so many crazy so, things like, that you, all this, there's something that you're going to love. Right? Yeah. I'm like, all yeah. the stories of people from the beginning of time until now, you have no interest in any of that? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I think it's so interesting. You can learn from it. And like, yes. oh, there's just always something new. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Usually what they really meant is they weren't interested in remembering the dates for certain things. And I was like, right. okay, okay. So I'm like, so that's the, the part. stories are but epic. The, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stories are epic, so awesome. Well, speaking of stories and epicness, <laughs> um, Akela is going to talk to us today about a trip she recently, very recently had in Peru. Oh, recently? It was about a little over two months ago. Oh, wow. Mm, I love April this. April 2nd. So, yeah. Oh, my word. I love all these post-2000, like post-COVID um, stories. Like, right? we're starting to get out and like connect oh, yeah. and just get out there. So It's so awesome. It was the best. I loved it. Nice. So why did you choose to do Peru? Like, So it was actually with my high school, funny mm-hmm. enough. Um, I was supposed to go my senior year. So I was supposed to go uh, 2021. But because of COVID, it got set back ah. to this year. Um, so I ended up having to go a year late and I was already graduated and it was a little awkward because some of the people there were still in high school and I was like, this adult just like, Hey guys, like, <laughs> I'm here. But, um, so we got to do that. It was, um, kind of based around a humanitarian trip as well, but we also got to, you know, tour some of the bigger touristy places, which was really cool. Um, it was only for eight days, which was kind of nice. Um, but, and we had like a fairly small main group. It was about 12 people. And then we had another group join us. So our entire group ended up being about 30 people. Whoa. So it kind of started, it got really big, really fast, but at first it was just our little group and then it expanded. So was the first group, the cool. humanitarian group or? So we were all like within the same group. We just didn't know exactly how many people were going to be in that second group. So we all ended up meeting up at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all like flew in separately on our own. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Yeah. And were all of you guys coming from high schools in Utah or from different places? So it was kind of interesting. It was with EF tours and, um, my group was with my high school, but the other group was with just this random group in Mill Creek. These people just were like, I don't know. I think they were all friends and they kind of just pulled together and decided to go on a tour with EF and we got paired together. Oh, oh, that's so cool. random. Yeah, very, very random, cool. but it was cool. I mean, lots of fun people. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so, and Mill Creek, of course, in Utah. So, all right, so you said that, but yeah, you want to talk a little bit about the humanitarian aspect today that mm-hmm. you got to do. Yeah. So, what was the, yeah, where were you at, like, in Peru and, yeah. Right, so, um, first, like, we landed in Lima, then we f- took a plane to Cusco, and then we drove to Ollantaytambo, which is, like, a smaller town, um, kind of close to Machu Picchu, about, I would say, like, an hour by train away. Uh-huh. So, it was pretty close to that area, but it was really, really small, tiny town that we did a lot of this in, and the part where we actually did our service project was, um, in a even more rural town, um, about 30 minutes like and it was a drive away it was like it was pretty close but because it was all super uphill I mean this place was like 10,000 feet elevation it was mm-hmm. insane um but it was, it was fairly close to Ollantaytambo which is a super touristy place so what really is that cool. popular for like why are tourists going is it because it's close to Machu Picchu exactly or? it's close to Machu Picchu and that's like where the train to take you to Machu Picchu oh, goes right. I don't know if you can get there <laughs> by like anything else other than train. I think you can, but I think it's just so much easier to just take the train. Mm -hmm. So it just, it connects like Aguas Calientes, which is like 
right next to Machu Picchu and like the rest of the world, I guess. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Cool. Cool. Super cool. Um, we did our service project with a nonprofit organization called Awamaki. Um, Wait, say that again. Awamaki. Very cool. What does Super it mean? Cool. I have no idea. That's, just that's such a good question. I, know, I should have known that. <laughs> no, um, not at all. But you pronounce it so beautifully. I know. Thank you. And it sounds like you know all the things. I know. Right? It sounds like it should be some beautiful, amazing thing. But anyway, right? continue. Yeah, Probably I'm sure it is. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like this nonprofit organization that was created to empower Indigenous women in rural Andean communities uh, to help them like create stable um, and sustainable tourism mm-hmm. so that, you know, they're able to provide for themselves and also get people to come in so they're able to, you know, just make more money mm-hmm. on themse- uh, like by themselves. Like, and, and in what way? Yeah, that's what it's yeah. In what way? Are like they making things that the tourists right. can buy? Yeah, or exactly. So there are um, a lot of, so I guess our specific project was um, building a foundation for a building in which the women like will eventually be able to like hold classes and just sell stuff to people. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like meant to just be like a little, just a small building, not super big or anything, but just a small place where these women can go to, they can go sell and create and teach people um, so that they're just able to like bring in more people because I don't, these guys don't have cars or anything. Like mm-hmm. it's very difficult to like get from place to place. There's no service. So they're just- No like phone service? Mm-mm. Yeah. No, phone, no phone service at all. So they just had to, I don't know. I think the goal was just to try to get more people there because, <laughs> you know, because of COVID, you know, nothing was really happening in Peru, um, especially Ollantaytambo, because, you know, it's, Peru is a lot more strict with COVID. Um, you have to have like a negative test. You have to be fully vaccinated, um, you know, just a lot of little regulations. And so it's really difficult or at least in 2020 and 2021 it was super difficult to get in and so these women just they need more um they just need different ways to be able to send out their product and to Mm -hmm. get more people coming in so that they can you know recover from this Mm-hmm. So, so were they doing like baskets or mm-hmm. you know yeah so um mostly actually i have one it's a purse that they made they made oh. purses so that was um, literally wearing it right I'm literally now wearing it. and it's yes. really cool. pretty it's like, so awesome what we say like six inches by four inches rainbow colored hand woven with exactly. like yellow tassels and a black zipper and yeah beautiful Beautiful, right yeah they did a lot of that they made little llamas like little miniature llamas that they would like handcraft Mm -hmm. um they also made big tapestries and blankets and stuff Mm -hmm. um they made lots of backpacks i mean just just tons all the sort all of the touristy stuff that you can Uh imagine um they made it was super cool oh my word that's okay so so what was it like going in and where were you staying and right so um Basically, we were staying in Ollantaytambo. Just uh, we stayed there for about three days, mm-hmm. um, and we took a bus to get to um, our destination up in the mountains. And the funny thing is, the roads are so narrow that it seems like it's a one way, but it's not a one way. <laughs> it's not a one way. I have way. heard about these roads in Peru. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So like, we have like this big old bus. And you would also just have, like, other places, like, other things just, like, you know, passing by on this road. And it's only, like, one road. There's only one way to get there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's a cliff on the side. Yeah. And we're, like, going right next to this other car. And, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so stressful. But. How was your bus driver? Does he, like, stress at all? Or, like. No. I feel like they're, no. like, I did this every day. <laughs> right. They were not super stressed, which is really <laughs> nice. But. 
um, helped calm us down. But I remember he would play like, like randomly. He just play some loud music, and we're all like, "Oh, okay, thanks. Like this is fun, I guess." But um, anyway, so we ended up. We got to our destination. Took us about like thirty minutes. Not mm-hmm. super bad, just because it was you know not paved roads at all. They were dirt roads. It just took a little bit longer to get there. Um, but we got there in thirty minutes. Um, there was this huge hill where we were parked and we had to go down these steps and like these steps are not like normal like <laughs> stone steps. It was very much so like you were having to descend an actual mountain to get mm-hmm. down. It was crazy. Like just very steep and super slick. Steep. Yeah, super steep, super slick. The stones were not like meshed together. So it was like kind of hard to like find your step there. But we anyway, we got down and we got to meet the women and they actually gave us little necklaces with flowers like inside of it it was so beautiful oh wow it was so beautiful they did that and then they also put flowers like in our hair as soon as we got there and it was the cutest thing (laughs) oh my gosh when we got there we're like oh my goodness like this is so nice we felt Mm -hmm. so welcome but the funny thing is they actually didn't speak english or spanish they spoke oh. a whole new language, Quechuan. Yes, like yeah. the native language up there. Exactly. Yeah. So we had this huge language barrier. So mm-hmm. at first we were like, what are they doing to us? Like, why are they putting this flower on us? Do we have to pay for this? Mm-hmm. But it was just, they were super hospitable. Mm-hmm. They were just super nice. Aww. So it was super cute. It was awesome just being able to directly, like, interact with the women, too. Mm-hmm. Even though we couldn't speak their language, like, we had to just find ways to communicate with each other, like, on a whole new level, which was so interesting. Like, what Super were some fun. things that you guys did to sort of communicate? Was it just a lot of, like, body language or...? Yes, mostly body language, lots of smiling. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was very difficult because we only had one translator there. Um, and she was, you know, she was doing her thing, trying to get everything organized, not necessarily helping us, like, have a conversation. But, yeah, we had to do a lot of, like... Yes and, and no. That was a pretty common. That was that was kind of like the most that we could communicate with these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes and no. Um, but yeah, and sometimes like it was body language. They'd have to like move us over a little bit, or I don't know, just little things like mm-hmm. that. But it was super interesting. So you were building the foundation. Were you guys pouring cement? Like, yeah. What yeah. exactly did it look like your typical day? Right. So, yeah, basically we had to get, we had to mix cement. Um, there was a, so that tall hill that I was talking about, at the top of it, people would like get dirt, put it into buckets, and then walk down the big hill to give it to us so we can mix it with the pavement and the water. Mm-hmm. And these poor people had to go up and down that hill countless times. I got to just mix the cement, which was so difficult. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so difficult. How did you so fix it with? Like, did you have like a shovel or a, like a paddle or what were yeah. you using? So I had a shovel and I had a pickaxe, which is really cool. <laughs> I never have held a pickaxe in my life. It was so awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of what we did. We had to, for whatever reason, they had the girls, me and my like little group of girls, we had to move all of the heavy rocks. <laughs> so they like, Way had, to go. right? I don't look at us, but we had like, there were these huge like huge stones like just massive like almost like just just ginormous probably like 10 feet by like five like Mm -hmm. it just this huge thing and we had to move it manually they don't have any power tools or any electricity Mm -hmm. there so we just kind of had to move it all by hand figure out how to like get leverage going oh my gosh it was so cool Mm -hmm. and the construction (laughs) workers also didn't speak spanish so that was the that was probably the most difficult part of it was like 
we can't even communicate with each other. How on earth are we going to move these ginormous stones when like <laughs> physically it doesn't seem like we should be able to? It was kind of interesting because we'd have to say like, we'd have to point somewhere and say like here. And like we would eventually like, ca- kind of catch on to like what the other was saying. And so we had to get like this huge like stick, this massive stick and like try to leverage this big mm-hmm. rock to fit inside the foundation. And the foundation was probably like, 40 feet by 20. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, decent size. Yeah. Decent size. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was kind of my job. I was just there to mix the cement and move the huge rocks. <laughs> so. And did you do that every day for, like, the few days that you were there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we were there for two days, and we, yeah, we had to just do that for probably eight to ten hours mm-hmm. all wow. day. Yeah, it was super cool. But we did get, like, breaks in between. Um, where the people in the community would, you know, feed us their actual, like, the food that they've grown. Uh, and that's the best. So awesome, right? What were you eating? So we ate, uh, like, quinoa soup. Uh-huh. Um, it had, like, little bits of chicken and onion and quinoa and a little bit of rice as well. Mm. So good. It, it made me feel right at home because a lot of the food in Peru is actually very similar to the food here. Mm-hmm. It's just not as fried. <laughs> but it was, it was all very similar, and so it kind of just made me feel at home. And it was just, I don't know, just something about having nice warm soup in this really cold area because we're 10,000 feet in the air. It's a little uh-huh. bit cold. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was so sweet to be able to like have a little bit of comfort while we were there mm. working our butts off. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. That's awesome. So any take home thoughts that you have or things that you just like really stick out from? From like helping these women and mm-hmm. from. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that honestly, my biggest thing was just appreciating like how different cultures create different things and how it works for them. Because here, like we have power tools, we have electricity, like this would make, it makes construction and everything so much faster. But then when you see that these places don't have that and it just wouldn't be realistic to, you know, implement that in this community, it kind of made you just so much more appreciative of every single building that you could see around you. Yeah, they have worked so hard exactly. to build that. Yeah. They worked extremely hard to make it, and it was just so, it was very humbling, and it was also just like, wow, like, this is what hard work is. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. And it was just, it was so cool to just be able to see, like, how much hard work had already been put into this community and just how it how incredible it was that we could like be a part of that and be a part of a building that's probably going to last for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. So it was wow. so awesome. <laughs> that is oh, amazing. That, that is that is amazing. So there was um, there were little kids also in the community, um, and again we didn't speak each other's language, but we ended up playing a little game of peekaboo with them, and it was the cutest thing because they would like hurry and hide behind the tent. And then, like, come and, like, see us. And we'd pretend that we were so scared. And we're like, oh, <laughs> And they would giggle and laugh. And it just, it was so cute. It was so interesting also to, like, again, like, be able to communicate, play a game, a familiar game of, like, peekaboo. Mm-hmm. That, like, it was just so cool to see, like, how similar we all really are. Yeah. Like, we're not that much different from each other. Like, yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, we're all very similar. And it was just so cute. Aww. Best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I feel like kids, children just transcend language because they just, they have love, you know, and they just exactly. want to be friendly and they don't care what you speak or say, like, they just want to mm-hmm. play, you know, and yeah. 
You see right? that everywhere in the world. Oh, I love it. That's so that's <laughs> so so cool. Well, thank you so much, Caleb, for sharing your stories with us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and to hear more fun, inspiring stories from women like Akela, um, you can click on the subscribe and all the things and likes and all that. But um, and that helps other people find this podcast. We just and we were talking with Akela, like we just want to be able to share these stories with the world of just women and their adventures and things that we learn and inspire us and 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 capture these stories for for everyone so yeah this provides opportunities for share that with everyone who wants to so so that is it for today's adventure join us next time and as always remember a woman's place is in the mountains <laughs> <laughs>